and welcome to the Crazy Poultry Podcast with another special Rotten Eggs No Mercy edition. I am your host, Ian Gaio Loco. And before we get fully started, I just wanted to give a special shout out to the listeners and possibly fans out there. We just passed 300 listens. So thank you for that. And before we start to dive into it, Please, if you find this entertaining and fun, subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you can get them. Uh, but I'm here to discuss a very important, I'm really stretching this, important that we'll be talking about today. And joining me today is once again, Mr. Nick Nickers Chicken. Present. Uh how are you feeling coming into this, Nick? Uh, when was the last time you were telling me you saw this? <laughs> well, I think it was about 15 years ago, and it may be longer than that. 15 years ago? Now I know why. Okay. Uh, we also, of course, joined back Damon the Gobbler. Hello. Are you doing good? And you ready for this, Damon? Oh, definitely. And, of course, also still joining us, Mr. Soul Phoenix, George. Hi. (laughs) Well, guys, the last time we were together, we talked about Batman Forever. And as we mentioned in that podcast, well, because we have now talked about Batman Forever, I think it only makes sense that we then logically talk about Batman and Robin. I feel like we're still going to get a drain here. (laughs) <laughs> so, but before we get into that, let's just talk about everybody's, if you can remember, to your best of your ability, your first feelings on this film. Uh, Damon, you had the clearest positive sense, let's put it this way, so let's start with you. <laughs> well, my, my thoughts for the film are definitely, I mean, the flaws <laughs> are astronomical. How old were you you saw it? When I first saw it, yeah, I was probably, I'd say probably about six. <laughs> okay. Uh, take. Do you recall if you saw Forever first or not? I actually believe I did. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just like, oh, hey, there's another one? Cool. Well, I, th- I think I actually got him at the same period of time, and I just happened yeah. to... Uh, I just saw the Riddler, and I liked the Riddler at the time, so it was just you know natural progression. Yeah, and you said you had them on VHS. I did. Wow, that's pretty cool. I don't even think I owned past Batman '89 on VHS in my own stead. Uh, George, uh, <laughs> what was? Do you remember your first experiences with this film? That did not require probably alcohol. <laughs> oh, you're talking about me now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't remember the age. I just know it was like a, about a year or so after it came out. And I remember watching it with my dad. So I, I remember him like taking a stopwatch to all the fucking um, time things they were doing. So <laughs> I think he was much more critical than me, but I don't really remember saying <laughs> anything about it. But. I, I think he pretty much t- 
took the same opinion as we are probably going to be taking here shortly, and pretty much doing the same thing that we are doing right now, but, you know, 20 years prior or something like that. So he was ahead of the curve. A little bit. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So if anybody that's listening to this has listened to our Batman Forever, uh, Rotten Eggs No Mercy, we are doing a deep dive into this. So if you have not seen Batman and Robin, spoilers galore. And not apologizing to it, but this came out in 1997. If you haven't seen it, you're at your chance to go see it now. Stop it and come back. Uh, It's almost like the movie's some sort of fever dream. I don't think it really matters which one you saw first. I don't think it matters if you did see it. It's all just kind of like... Schumacher got a little high, a little drunk, and he tried to throw whatever was out of the canvas. And said, Okay. Okay, well, and of course, the one thing I want to put out there is, of course, after we launched our Batman Forever review, uh, Joel Schumacher tragically passed away. So please try not to take any criticisms we'll give personally to the man that just recently passed away. Just putting it out there. Back and watch Lost Boys again. That was one of his films, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he did good but, work. Yeah, he just needs to be celebrated more for his actual good work. But we're not focusing on that. No, this is a roast. Uh, <laughs> so, na- na- naturally, just like with Forever, we start off with the intro and we get the bat symbol freezing and then breaking. So it's like, oh yeah, I wonder who is in this. Uh, and then we get the introduction of the bat and the robin new symbol which yeah that totally looked appropriate and normal uh really bad (laughs) and we get the official bat and robin suit up where we are complete with (laughs) nips and asses asses. (laughs) you know at least joel saved until towards the end for the bat ass of forever this, it's just, yeah, let's get it out of the way. Uh, I want to say I'm more angry than I should be. <laughs> uh, and as I said with the Forever review, the first line of dialogue <laughs> just sets up everything about and the characters it, in this. And it's Robin. Well, yeah. Because he's like, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. Then Batman actually says, this is why Superman works alone. <laughs> like, So wait, are they actually connecting to Superman in this universe now? We'll never know. No, we will we'll not never know. Well, I, I, obviously, it's a little bit of a, you know, kind of a, an Easter egg, if you will, mentioning other characters. I don't know if there's any necessarily any connection. It's just one of those weird kind of jabs, I guess. Uh, I mean, although now with the Snyder cut and the Flashpoint stuff happening, are they going to try to connect all this? Right. It would be interesting if they try to do something like, because, you know, there was obviously a third movie supposed to happen. Yep. And Well, Tim Burton was supposed to have a third one. 
it, it's funny, like, if they were to do something, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. I've never seen it go in that, you know, obviously the movie never got made, but it'd be funny if some shit got released about it now. It'd be mm-hmm. great. Um, well, also, during, after this brilliant line deliveries, uh, when, Pat, when Bruce gets in the Batmobile, Alfred actually says to him, try to bring this one in, back in one piece, which I guess that means apparently Batman has crashed the Batmobile a couple of times now. In the movie previous, he busted up what, at least one yeah. Batmobile, if not blew up two um, Batmobiles? Like it, was, like it was more. Well, yeah, the Riddler did. And boy, they didn't try to stop the whole neon and exposing engine lights to stop. Uh, also, Robin uh, talks to Alfred, and Alfred says, I'll cancel the pizza. Yep. You can cancel pizzas? <laughs> More importantly, how many pizzas did they get? How much? He's uh, rich, so probably a lot. <laughs> but it's just them two in the same <laughs> Why? You know, I do have a question. Why is in both films, they mention, like, delivery? Like, or like fast yeah. food or something in the oh, beginning. Well, you know, it's almost <laughs> like they're trying to tie in to merchandise and toys. Uh, as a side, as a side note here, somewhere about two thirds way through the movie, literally, Poison Ivy says, "This is why uh, Poison Ivy toys always come with a bane." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that was one of my notes, but yeah, that is true. I think I think it was a feature length toy commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um. But we also get Commissioner Gordon on video chat with Batman saying, <laughs> this new, there's a new villain calling himself Mr. Freeze. And we're just like, oh boy, we're going to get Mr. Freeze <laughs> in this one. And boy, is his intro not a disappointment whatsoever. <laughs> imagine, being, imagine being an adult so excited. You know, that you just you you know you weren't like super thrilled for forever, but you're like, you know what? This is, I have excitement for this, and you go in and you sit down, and the movie you're like, okay, the movie's kind of rough, you know, rocky at the start. You're like Mr. Freeze, though, he's gonna come in and he's gonna just change the whole film, and you're just like, oh no. So, because in this we get who should definitely be a you know cold delivery, emotionless <laughs> ma- man. Yeah, we'll get quippy uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but, I mean, oh, Mr. Freeze is like a rather emotionally driven character, though. But yeah. It's, and by rather, he means completely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like line deliveries and stuff. I know. He, he, they give him like action hero, like one-liners. Yeah. Well, they, they just said, hey, what's Arnold best known for? Looking big and saying one-liners, so let's just have him do that. Uh, but I, I got to admit, his intro is hilarious because it just starts off with him being ice puns. And is it just me or did they make his gun just too, too big? You know what it reminded well, me of? It reminded me of his gun from Terminator 2, the big Gatling gun. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Whereas, like, in the animated series, it was more like a pistol length. It is a pistol. It's a yeah. pistol with a tube with, like, two, yeah. like, almost oxygen-looking tanks on his back. Yeah. <laughs> and I did previously mention this to Damon in person, but here I'm getting it out here on the internet. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> did, 
it just hit me rewatching it going, he is so exposed in his suit. And the whole yeah. thing about him is that he's not supposed to be exposed to the, you know, air and stuff. No, it's a closed, like, spacesuit, basically. Yeah. But this is just, his head, his face is wide open, his, he's, like, limbs are exposed, usually. He's also not powered by diamonds. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> a really weird thing to throw in there. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I... Usually, I get paid more when I put it out on the internet. <laughs> I hate you. I feel like there's a joke here. <laughs> oh, there is. Yeah, you're talking to him. Uh, but after that, we then get Batman entering and just giving a horrible line delivery from George Clooney. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that, that, that is very intimidating, George. Thank you. Was that before or after he slid down the dinosaur? That was right before. Okay. That, yeah, then he proceeds to slide down the dinosaur. And, and he Flintstones down the damn dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> he and, does, though. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all that was missing was, yeah, but dab a Which. They they make a reference to another car- cartoon here, but we'll get to that later. Oh uh, damn it! I hate, oh <laughs> god! But uh, and then Robin comes flying in on his motorcycle, somehow breaking mm-hmm. the door with the perfect Robin symbol. No, no, he, he doesn't break through the door. He floats through the motherfucking door. Yeah, he's floating. Part of my French, but he he floats like a like he's. Everybody in this film seems to just have anti-gravity everything. Everybody's yeah. floating when they move. Well, yeah, every, like, every, everybody was on strings. You don't so say. Uh, but one thing I was thinking throughout this entire part right here was, why doesn't Freeze ever fire his weapon? Like, when, especially when Batman's go, doing the whole yabba dabba do thing, he could have shot at that at any moment. Yeah. Like, the actual Mr. Freeze shoots his gun quite regularly. Yeah. Well, my thought uh, is I thought they'd bring up him get, getting kind of low on storage or something. I don't know. No. They only uh, ever talk about the power source. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't really ever bring it up. Uh. I mean, I think he's, like, reloaded it a couple times in the actual, like, comics and, like, cartoons and stuff. But, like, I don't think he reloaded once in the entire film. It was just no. like, oh no, look, it's Mr. Freeze with a big gun. He does nothing with the and, gun. Gun gets kicked let's, away. They then do let's get, kung fu stuff that doesn't really make any sense for these characters. And then we get the what Robin called hockey team from hell. Oh god. You mean Wait, I, no, I laughed I laughed hardcore at that part, I'm not gonna lie. Why why does he have why does Mr. Freeze have uh a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle gang on his side. Well, we will yeah, get to that like part. It did kind of look like that. Yeah, it did look it like a bunch like of in this thing too. So. Yep. Uh, weird. Uh, but uh, probably actually my favorite part is Breeze just throwing the cops around. <laughs> especially not, the. Oh wait, the, the last one, one. The last one is hilarious. <laughs> he's about to knock his gun back down. He catches it. He's like, "Thanks." But obviously, you see the guy go. Swap. <laughs> he kind of just like pinwheels his like arms and legs sideways too. Like 
It's like, what is this? He's... Uh, uh. And as Mr. Freeze starts his escape, he freezes that so-called dinosaur. Oh, yeah. What about that one-liner, baby? What about that one-liner? What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! The Ice Age! But here's the thing. Did any of you notice this? I could have sworn that dinosaur roared. Oh, it did. It definitely did. I was going to bring that up. They they have um, cartoon soundboards from, like, the 50s going on whenever they (laughs) do stuff. I don't know why. It just is. It happens in multiple scenes. I mean, that is what Freeze, when when he's knocking the cops into stuff, you heard a dunk. Doing, doing, doing. Yeah, I half expected to hear like a running, you know, like a Scooby Doo running sound. Well, that like, <laughs> going on. That like yeah, pad thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and during this sequence of him, then all of a sudden bringing like a rocket out of his car. Uh, Robin, I noticed pole vaults really for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Because again, like George brought up, it looked like that nobody has like a sense of gravity, and he just like flies to the air. But it's just like, well, what did you accomplish there, Robin? You show off. Uh, Freeze shoots him, shoots a rocket with him and Batman into in, going into space, and Robin, you know, is hooked on the side of it. Yeah. Uh, can I can I have an interjection yeah, wh- on that missile? What? <laughs> He's. Mr. Freeze is sending Batman frozen to the rocket's insides to outer space, so he'll freeze to death. Yeah. Batman <laughs> then proceeds to say, we have to destroy this rocket because it's going to blow up Gotham. If it's going to space, it ain't coming back down. <laughs> well, a little bit of logic lost on their part. Uh... But one thing I noticed is that the rocket is clearly freezing over, and yet Robin is on the outside perfectly fine. Yeah. What? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> also, that, uh, that, again, yeah, it's the blatant disregard for physics in the movie. Um, and we uh, we of course get that established banter that they still have between the two. Oh, th- th- how about saying thanks for me saving your life? Like you, if you guys really not developed past this yet, okay. Uh, and then, as George mentioned, yep, they have a bat bomb, and they explode the rocket while surf skydiving. Oh man! <laughs> Which oddly enough, that took me back to uh, not really the next cartoon, but Power Rangers the movie. Yeah, that looks exactly. Like, I was gonna say that Power Rangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Gosh, those uh, effects—they just look pristine and just badass. Or, or the fact that those doors completely aren't doors when they come uh, out of there. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, yeah. They just, they just destroy the rest of it and just completely kick them open, in perfect shape of a board. And as amazing Nick, how that works. Yeah, and as it was previously mentioned, not like that they didn't already sell that Superman is apparently in this universe. Apparently, they've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because oh, they rocked those cowabunga. I guess this is how Batman versus the Ninja Turtles ties in. Yeah, and that shit's amazing. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, so, not so they, 
<laughs> so they, ha- they have this, I guess, epic fall part and freeze. Uh, freeze is a furnace, I believe. That's what it was. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a fur- furnace smokestack with like and four, humongous. <laughs> four vault doors going through it for some reason. It was huge. Well, yeah, so, so they start chasing him down, and I got to admit, this was another part I kind of laughed at. Freezes, Freeze slams the door into Batman. Wasn't it more than one? He smiles gleefully, laughs, and then smacks Batman with the door. And then yeah, he, he, was like, he was like, he was like <laughs> and then shuts the door. And I love then, Arnold uh, in this film. I did do. And, and, and then he freezes Robin. Stay cool, bird boy. Yep. Uh, which, which then mm. he the same villainous kind of thing. I'll kill you next time. I'm like, kill, kill him now. <laughs> and then he done. then he waves, doesn't he? Yeah, he freezes that uh, hole. He blows in the door or in the wall, <laughs> and then freezes it back over. Then he wipes off the fog Ooh. on it, and then just kind of like does this little toodaloo wave, and then he just kind of like sideways leaves the uh, the ice window. Which, if if I may say something about that, I, I'm what? less angry about that specifically because a lot of villains, like in in multiple things, they always leave them like able to get out. That, that yeah. that's just a, a trope and all. So I, I I guess I can't necessarily be angry about that. What I am angry about is the fact that Batman is <laughs> a goddamn laser to unfreeze him in boiling water. <laughs> and he got the, he knew exactly where he was in the water too, evidently. Well, what if he would have cut his leg off or something? That's what I'm what saying. Well, what what about that great looking uh dummy that was frozen? Uh, this, <laughs> everything is so bad. Um so yeah. You're in the first oh, ten minutes, pal. Yeah, that's the first ten minutes. How many notes did I write there? Uh I, I was I knew I was in for it. Uh, we then get get thrown to South America. Introduction of Pamela Isley. Oh, <laughs> uh, de- definitely not over exaggerating with you know her recording like yeah the pl- the plants and fucking fire. But I feel like she's improving. Oh, it probably felt like that too. Uh, but then when she goes down to see, like, I guess her partner in this facility. Oh, God. Uh, we get the introduction of another prime Batman villain, Bane. I love Bane. Okay. Uh, I know one of us, at least, might still have problems with Christopher Nolan's Bane. But I'm sorry. Uh-huh. He is a freaking masterpiece compared to this Bane. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, and you guys know more about it than I do. And he's obviously in the whole movie he's portrayed as like a slow-witted idiot buffoon, but in, in contrast to the comic books and stuff, he's a genius-level intellect, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Bane is a. Ge- I mean, he's a genius. Not only he's tactical genius, he, he's just a, a super smart, and he's <laughs> South American. <laughs> what do we have to do to not make him Russian? To not make him this weird. Other dude, no, the dude is from Venezuela. Hey, <laughs> funny enough, this did put, take place in South America. 
Yeah, but he was clearly uh, not South America. <laughs> no, he was not from Venezuela. Yeah. That uh, dude looked like really Victor's true. ass. Come on. But but the guy that was doing these experiments is like, you know, he's bidding this thing off, which apparently this super soldier serum, he titles it Venom, which I was like, uh, Mar- Mar- Marvel, do something. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the thing is, Venom is like, that. that is, you know, uh, that, that's the toxin that he, you know, technically uses. But... You won. First off, the doctor looked like Jerry Lewis in The Nutty Professor. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that was the first issue I had. <laughs> well, but I just was like, yeah, he's, you know, auctioning this stuff up. And he says, our mystery bidder. And I was like, Putin? Probably. <laughs> uh, but, you know, things, of course, go awry. He breaks out and, uh, the doctor guy finds Isley was spying on them, asks her to join up with him, and she does not want to. And I just had to write this line down because I think Damon and I did recently talk about this, but he's like, <laughs> sadly, I'm not good at rejection. I'm afraid you'll have to die. <laughs> talk about which, an incel. Which he is, I, I actually think out of everybody, he is the one that's way overacted than everybody else. But he does know how much screen time he has, so I guess he uses it. It's like five minutes of screen time. <laughs> like in almost two hours or something? Two hours and seven? It, yeah, it's like a little over two. Uh, and then, but then after that, we, of course, get cut back to then find out Free, Mr. Freeze's backstory via Batman Bruce Wayne telling us everything that he finds out on him. Uh, which, yeah, I guess if you want to say they try to stick pretty close to the story, but again, I'm not 100% on his actual backstory, but they called him like a decathlete and like Nobel scientist winner. Which I was just like, yep, I look at Arnold and that's what I think. I mean, Some the actual Arnold, Arnold is quite intelligent, so... Yeah, he's actually not too... But the Capilon person, I don't see him as that. He's big and broadly. Uh, I said but, like an Iron Man or triathlete, I can believe. Yeah, you can yeah. do like shot stuff like that. Triathlon? Yeah. Uh, but at, and then, of course, after we once again have the whole trust me banter between Batman and Robin, he then... Bruce then has a talk with Alfred, and Alfred mentions to him, but I won't be here forever. And it's throwing those seeds in there. Uh, and then we cut back to South America, and Poison Ivy gets introduced officially, which I, which, which I then call is the part where they then took a script from a porno and said, these are Poison Ivy's lines. Yeah. You know, that, that's completely fair. Although I'll give one thing, you know, surprisingly enough, Uma Thurman doesn't really look that bad as Poison Ivy. She, she's actually... I don't, I, I don't think anybody's going to say she doesn't look good. <laughs> I love Thurman. Uma Thurman's... That, that, this is like the peak uh, part of her. Hey, out of, all, out of all the villains, like, she's the most probably closest, I would say, to her actual character. I mean, like, the as costume's far as a these... bit forked, but yeah... 
but a thing that I noticed that she's tell that she's telling you know this scientist guys that she knows all this stuff that's now happened to her. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm just and I'm yeah. like, how do you know? And she's like, skin replaced. Was it my blood? My my blood is al- replaced with aloe. My skin is uh, <laughs> replaced with chlorophyll, and my yeah. lips are, now are replaced with ven- are filled with venom yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how do you know this? Oh well. Uh, also, chlorophyll's green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was the thing. I didn't do research. So I was just like, what is that? Uh, it, but... it's, the, it's the stuff that plants make that makes sugar. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's how plants eat, yeah. basically. Uh, while she does this, you know, kind of tirade about burning down this place, I could just tell that she wanted to just say, it's not nice to fuck with Mother Nature. <laughs> but <laughs> Honestly, that would have been a solid line in the movie. But yeah. as, as we know... No, the, the movie's Schumacher, PG. Exactly. Yeah. As we know, yep. Ju- Ju- like that's the one thing that I'll give both this and Forever, is Schumacher has stated... It was for kids. Like, yeah, that, that's that's the one thing I'll give him on some of the PG type crap is, like, he knew he was making it for children, so I'll but, give him that. But it's like if you know Uma Thurman, you've seen her and the stuff that she's in, you hear and you see like that, you're like, oh, she wanted to say, don't fuck with Mother Nature. Absolutely, freaking literally. Yeah. Which that would have kind of put this in like the Quentin Tarantino kind of realm, which would have been awesome. <laughs> but another thing that I wanted to bring up with that is. When she then looks at the Wayne Man- Wayne Enterprise, it then cuts back to Bane, who's just been roaring. I'm like, has he just been standing there <laughs> the whole time, baby? The whole time, like Bane, and then he's just like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I get you know, for me, uh, Bane, I hate I hate everything they did with him. If they could tweak his look a little bit. Like I mean, there's changes that they would have to make just here, but like, they they had an idea of what they were doing. I feel like at least because like, you know, they got him at least pretty. You know, the muscles. His mask. His mask was pretty sweet. And, and the mask, like they got some things a little bit correct. And that, well, that's, that's what like, come on. Wardrobe more. They're like, oh hey, he has something that looks like this. Let's make something like that. But then they're just like, oh well, wait, that's not. The actual character. Uh, and then after that, we get cut to not at all, you know, subtle hintings of Mr. Freeze's hideout with a giant snowman on it. <laughs> and he was watching, uh, what's, uh, shoot. Well, they were, yeah, he was like a conductor. Of course, he's, go, he's Mr. Y Christmas. He's Mr. <laughs> Snow. Which I was just like, Wow. And frozen They're... dinner on a stick. Yeah. Yep. One of them had their tongue stuck to it. And <laughs> apparently his, like, secondhand man is named Frosty. Yep. Which, which, but another thing I, again, breaking some things I'm pretty sure about Mr. Freeze. He was smoking a cigar. Yeah, which totally, you know, given the state of his altered biology, there's no way he could do that. Uh, No. Uh, so, but hang on. Also, mm-hmm. you know the misbehaving Vivica Fox. That's the first time we saw her too. Yep, the only she time. was wearing a, 
skimpy outfit, and there's no way she could have survived in that either. Yeah. Uh, most well, of those actors were sweating, like, profusely oh, yeah. in all those scenes. So. <laughs> like, like, Frosty, whenever I was like, okay, he was either yeah. with water or he is sweating that much. They sprayed him with the water. Um, and then and there's this there's little moment of him and Frosty when they're in, like, you know, the place to go behind to see his wife, who I'm going to bring up in a sec. Uh, but there's really terrible ADR moment where he's like, it's for winter ever in Gotham. <laughs> it, it did not match up with his face at all. Um, <laughs> which then leads to him, him revealing that his wife is still alive and in this, what, frozen state or whatever. And I was just like, That's not okay, frozen. It was like one of those DBZ uh, like regeneration chamber things. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of uh, Wolverine kind of yeah. his chamber he was in. But when I then go back and I rewatch, you know, Heart of Ice, pretty sure he puts out there that his wife is actually dead, and yep. he's getting revenge. And I feel like you're really taking that out of this character if you are putting this hope out that his wife can still be alive. I mean, that's just how I felt about it. Uh, I think, what was it in the 2000 Batman like animated series? Was it? Wasn't his wife still technically alive? I, I thought he was. He froze her. Yeah, he yeah. froze her to keep the uh-huh. cure. So, because there's that. Because they, they literally fight over her, like, frozen coffin, like, several times. Yeah. And yeah. eventually he gets frozen at the bottom of, like, Gotham Lake in a giant ice cube. And then he just kind of, like, borks off for the rest of the series. Well, maybe that's why i am got to get much deeper into that. Uh, then, of course, after that, we then get introduced to Barbara. Played by Alicia Silverstone, who is definitely not the worst actress of the entire thing. Uh, she's supposed to be English. <laughs> yeah, Southern Valley. I didn't get that. I didn't get that the whole time. I was like, wait a minute, England? Uh, yeah. Alicia Silverstone. She's English. She's from yeah. England. Yeah. But, and of course, then they make the giant thing of making her Alfred's niece, the Jim Gordon's daughter. Which they didn't think any fans would ever pick that up. Uh, yeah, I there. There's really not a whole lot to mention about this intro because it's just like it is flat, makes no sense. But apparently, we're gonna get Batgirl now in this movie. So even though it's called Batman and Robin, yeah. They make a. More of a sociopath than anything, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give any shits about any other character in that. Is it, is it ever said why she's coming to actually visit him? No. Well, it, it's she, sort of implied though that she's supposed to be there because her uh, her uncle's not dying, but dying, but isn't dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, 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 I mean, I'll bring this up because I actually have an answer, but it's actually later into it. But a small thing that I noticed that 
actually, to me, was probably one of the most interesting subplots was Alfred mentioning that he's been trying to find his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Wilfred. Yeah, actually, yeah, Wilfred. I was like, this Wilfred. is actually kind of intriguing, actually. This, you know, missing person that is actually like, you know, your brother that you can't seem to find anywhere. Uh, but then we then get the, of course, obligatory thing of Barbara is a rebel. She sneaks out. You mean the same thing that Robin did in the first movie? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, what a doesn't look like a suspicious at all Ivy and Bane driving around. <laughs> oh, that, that red car. Honestly, yeah. that's uh, honestly though, like he really reminds me of Raphael when he would sneak out in the old <laughs> series. He was wearing the same hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might have been uh, the same trench coat. Yeah. It could have been. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, slash, we then get to Bruce Wayne introduc- introducing a highly advanced telescope that Gotham is getting. Yeah. Uh, and this entire time that I'm watching this and some of these deliveries, I'm like, I think Clooney <laughs> was picked just because he is acting like himself. Oh, like, Clooney makes like, a perfectly, you know, adequate, if not a downright amazing, Bruce Wayne. But he, he doesn't carry over to Batman. Well, he sort of is like real life Bruce Wayne. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, a rich, you know, good looking kind of probably middle aged guy, you know, like it's. It makes sense. Well, but they pick him because he kind of lived like that style of, you know, being, you know, not the marrying type and stuff like this. But I feel like they only picked him because that's his life. They didn't really translate that to directing in the screen. I I, I argue that. Clooney could have probably been a, a decent, like you know, as because like you said, Bruce, the Bruce Wayne, he's actually quite good. Didn't but he didn't, couldn't. Uh, but what, George, uh, uh, didn't he win like some sort of award for how he looked in the film, though, being like some sort of sexy ass motherfucker? <laughs> well, he, he may be. Well, well, well I think it's a, yeah. It's a, I think it, he won like he, hottest man that year or something. Yeah, like well, directly well, associated with that. Sorry, I'm going to off the topic here. <laughs> uh, Sexy motherfucker. But th- and then we get, she's going by Dr. Ivory now, meets Bruce Wayne for the first time. Uh, <clears throat> it's a nice disguise, too. Yeah. Um, Awake? And she was, yeah. she was still definitely not over the top at all when she's like, blackening your skies, you're killing her. I'm just like, Jeez, if anybody's going to suspect anything, it should be you. <laughs> um, fr- free, it then cuts to Freeze watching a movie, as he calls it, of him and his wife, and mm-hmm. Fro- Frosty interrupts. And he does actually have probably the best line here that I would translate to like anything going forward, which is, I hate when people talk during the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I completely agree with him. Hundred percent. Talk this, throughout this entire movie. At, at this part, I was like, I want Mister Freeze now to watch every theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That should be the instead of having the stuff up front, just have like Mister Freeze pop up and just be like, <laughs> I can just shut up. Uh, <laughs> you do not talk during the movie. <laughs> and, and speaking of 
cartoon sound effects, there was another glorious one there where he froze Frosty with the whoop. <laughs> what well, just the sound that his gun makes that like it's, yeah, it's so odd well but like every time i noticed after it ends there's always like this kind of kind of air quality sound they, just, they scripted like a prince <laughs> that's all they did <laughs> Um, but he gets a paper uh, that there's going to be some diamonds somewhere where he can steal. But it's not even a diamond, it was an opal necklace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but we then cut to, of course, the jungle club, as I call it, because there just has to be a jungle club here. Oh, yeah. Let's shock her over. And again, carrying over from Batman Forever, Batman and Robin in public. (laughs) <laughs> on stage. Uh, and uh, the this definitely still PC part of men bidding on women to you know win this diamond or whatever and stuff. I'll take their chrysanthemum. Yeah. Yeah, each one of those different women had a different flower associated with them and they each yep. had their own uh, specific gem or jewel or Gemstone, I think, that was also associated with them. And for some reason, out of that diamond collection, an opal, or something, or an amethyst, or whatever that gem was, was the crown thing which Mr. Freeze wanted. Which didn't even mm-hmm. fit to his little, like, doomsday machine thing. So. Well, maybe he was looking at the smaller ones to be, like, you know, his power source. Sure. A- anyway, uh, we then get Poison Ivy full costume introduction. Mm. Of, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to. She wasn't just seducing the men, she was clearly seducing everybody. Because, like, everybody, women, men, were just like, oh. Ooh, ah. You mean her drunken uh, pheromones? Because she basically yeah. just makes yeah. everybody drunk. Yep. But, uh,. Then this is where the real <laughs> starts coming in. Had some wild oats to sow. You mean like you oh, know the bat man. credit card? Uh, oh god! No. We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Why did it have its own compartment? That's the better part. It had its own specific compartment on the utility. Belt. Or the fact that Robin says it, it, he's arguing with Batman. Batman says, "Hey." Yeah, you don't have that kind of money. He's like, I'll borrow it from you. Just- <laughs> He's like, four million, I'll borrow that from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's a little dive that I took into this, because at one point of the writing, Ivy says about Robin, youth does have its advantage, mm-hmm. stamina and stuff like that. And I looked this up. They're both the same age. <laughs> Clooney is only nine years older than the other two, so it's like they're pulling like this, like really old man and young buck card, but whatever. Yeah, I'm an old uh, man. <laughs> but it's yeah, like then they, they 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 then start the bidding on Ivy, and Batman pulls out the back credit card, which if you also looked at it, it said it's good forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And then, oh, we get, th- then we get to the part where I was just like, okay, well, the perfect title for this is Cool Party. 
But Bree's breaking in and starting to freak for Oh, Arnold, man. Which he also then says after his gun gets knocked out of him, get the gun. I'm like, you lose that gun all the time. Make it smaller. Wasn't the pistol physically attached to his suit and stuff, so it couldn't be knocked out of his hand? Exactly. It's probably, yeah, they on a tank to his back. I mean, it's changed from here and there, but like, usually it's like on a tank, you know. Yeah, I thought it was on two, two tanks on his back. Um, but, and during this fight sequence with all the goons, apparently Batman quips, you know, he punches through something, he goes, good night. I'm like, yeah, yeah real solid there. Um, <sighs> take, take, takes the diamonds and, you know, cause her pheromones don't work on him. As he says, doesn't work on a cold hearted princess. Uh, but I did actually like his little. Clever little clover. But right before that, as George previously also mentioned with the whole gravity thing, he, he scares this woman, give him a vine, swing over, and I'm like, he didn't even use that to swing. He just jumped. Oh. Yeah. My major issue with that entire sequence is, is that Batman was using the public as bait. It's not a Batman yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, but that then that leads me to my n- next note, which is when he then go- leaves, Batman and Robin will pursue him. And before that, he says to Commissioner, you have 11 minutes to thaw these people. What do they have to thaw those people? Nothing. <laughs> so I'm, pretty sure he just, I'm pretty sure he just left frozen people to die. Probably. It's not like he handed over his bat uh, laser to Commissioner Gordon. And <laughs> We need 30 bat tubs. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> And how many of you have lasers? <laughs> uh, and then they do this uh, pretty long chase sequence, which, again, doesn't have bad or dated CGI and background whatsoever. Uh, and Batman doesn't, is able to finally catch Freeze. Doesn't, doesn't Frosty get killed again in that scene, too? I don't think that was supposed to be the same guy. But it was the same guy. Wasn't it? I think they picked somebody that looked closer, but I'm pretty sure that was not the same guy. Because I'm pretty sure after he froze Frosty, he's like, well, I need another second hand now. Uh, but then after after he catches Freeze, we then just cut back to Robin complaining once again. It's, it's Batman and Robin, not Robin and Batman. <laughs> I, I'm a Robin single in the sky. Like... You literally are complaining throughout this entire thing. Um, and Bruce and Alfred have, you know, I guess a touching moment of talk of, yeah, he's got to be him. But you work so much like, like, didn't we go over this already? Yeah, back flashbacks. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, those seamless transitions. You mean jarring transitions or it's in the window. <laughs> Yeah, that, that didn't look like they just put up like you know a TV monitor and p- press play. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then later, uh, Dick Grayson actually catches Barbara bringing back a bike. Who he actually gets <laughs> his ass handed to her. You heard a He's cracking like, noise in that. Yeah. Like, did she just break his arm? Right? But no, he completely shakes it off, and he's completely okay. Yeah. 
Um, it's like, oh yeah, I took a little judo. A, a little, okay. Uh, and then we cut to Arkham Asylum with, you know, Freeze getting put in there. And this was just the number one thing I was noticing. Green lightning? Did anybody else pick on that? Yeah. I, I, was, I don't think I would pay attention. It's a effect from the first movie. Because <laughs> I had green Me. lightning at the massive blender. <laughs> God so, damn. so so wait from the box yeah. they're just like yeah they just spread it throughout the clouds and stuff oh jeez uh but yeah and then he gets brought into like yeah you can only be in the cold zone which uh pretty sure most of us noticed who one of those cops was oh shit right away man his voice yeah who was that Nick Jesse Ventura man is it? And this was pre-governor. Yes, it was. <laughs> Think how many governors were in that film before they were governors. Right? Yeah. Allow, allow me to break the ice. God damn. <laughs> well, one of the guards said, yeah, you're, we're the co- cure for the common cold. And that one was very I, guar- I guarantee you Arnold called Jesse because of Predator. Maybe, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, Predator came out in the early 90s, right? Uh, I think it was or, late 80s. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, and then I, Ivy and Bane then discover a find-out locate, hideout location, which we then get back to the glow-in-the-dark paint gang. That's still around. Well, uh, can can we just take one step back to the asylum? What? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know the the whole scenes in the asylum are basically just there to like show like we had another movie, guys. There's another movie. Remember? Like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but... Predator came out in '87. Well, yeah, I think so. Go. Yeah. I just looked it up. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Good uh, year. And after Bane single single handedly tosses all these guys out, which yeah, that was very entertaining. Just hit a board. What what do you mean? Those police officers literally just jumped at him like flailing fish. They have guns, they have stun batons and all these other different instruments, but no, they instead flop at the giant superhuman. Naturally. <laughs> um and they start, you know, reworking this hideout for Poison Ivy and all the CGI plants. Oh, oh boy. boy. You mean Look the glass beam she drops into the uh, the ground, right? They turn into coffee beans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then br- cuts to Bruce and Julie having a talk, who is like his big year-long relationship he's been in, which... Was that the they, I, from the f- I completely no, forgot about that. No, completely different person. That's what I thought. Uh, they, and whereas that person was just like, my whole entire thing is I just want to have sex with Batman and then Bruce Wayne. That was her <laughs> character motivation. This one is just like, we've been dating for a year and you, you don't want to commit. It's just like, well, we don't even know you. Right? <laughs> 
you, it was just stated you've been dating him for a year, and now all of a sudden you want him to propose. And it's just like it's a bad girlfriend. <laughs> but uh, again, it's just leaning a bit more into like what Clooney's like actual kind of life was, and not really trying to be a part of the story. I feel. Uh, I don't know. Like Batman is supposed to be like his persona is supposed to be like this highly over-sexualized, like, multi-billionaire, uh, like, you know, like... Playboy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. that's why when you look at this cool, calm, uh, collected Batman that's, you know, like, is very important about family to him, and he takes things very seriously when it comes to, like, helping people, it's like... It's supposed to be a cold contrast between the two. Trust me, we've seen when Batman's tried to date, okay? Has anyone not seen Mask of the Phantasm? Come on. Yep. Um, but, and then we cut to Barbara and Dick go into a bike race, which doesn't derail the momentum of the film whatsoever with what is this? They're clearly just wanting to go on bikes again. They have a bike finish yeah. in this movie. And the yeah. last and, movie. And uh, a few things I noticed at this bike race event. Uh, Coolio. Oh, <laughs> Coolio, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, and as I said, I'm pretty sure he's not even on the soundtrack, so I don't know what he got out of this. Uh, but, my bigger, but my bigger question is actually for Damon. Okay. Did you not notice the Clockwork Orange-style gang in there? I did, and you know, I th- I thought that's what it kind of was, but I was just like, yeah, you know, maybe I'm just crazy. But... No, <laughs> I'm just like, I want to know what they do. I, I have expected to someone step out and be like, Warriors, come out and play it. I, I think they felt like, hey, we're pushing the, it too much with that. We have to stop right here. <laughs> Um, Molotov and green fire. Yep. So much green paint. So much green, just neon paint. Just, uh. and, and at the final portion of this, uh, Dick saves Barbara from what I call a horrible green screen. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's get, like take it back. Like I don't know, maybe about two minutes. They went through <laughs> a building. They went through a building, right? Into yeah. uh, this uh, plastic tunnel, which was under a bridge, they then eva- evaded the bridge struts to be on top of the bridge. <laughs> what? Uh, again, you gotta learn Amazing from how that. Works. You gotta learn from Batman Forever. Building I, structures, stuff like, like this. I that mentioned sense. that you, you had like a, a circus tent underground that popped out of a su- out of a sewer into the middle of a lake. That was the first movie. Yeah, no, like, OSHA would be all over this. Like, there's so many violations. (laughs) Sorry, sir, you can't build a bridge over a bridge, under a bridge, through a building. (laughs) Oh, God, I just thought of Indianapolis for some reason. Wow. Um, But... After they get back, this is the part that I was actually going to dive into a little bit ago. She does actually explain why she's there. Uh, she got kicked out, and she's been using the money from the races, and she's going to take 
take Alfred away since he paid so much for her to try to have an education. And apparently she's winning all of them. Apparently she is, but she didn't win that one. Yeah. Uh, so who knows how much she had accumulated. So um, mm-hmm. what you're saying is she didn't win the death trap. Yep. And shortly after she tells that, she says to, you know, Dick that Alfred is sick. And then Bruce then comes in with the tell news of, no, he's not sick. He's dying. (laughs) Honestly, though, what do you expect? He's like 9,000 years old. But here's the thing. This actor and this character throughout this entire franchise, this has been the best like no, he yeah he is honestly, the four. out of all the movies he he is like he is honestly one of the best acting sequences in like the whole thing. he is so good he really is and yeah Michael Michael Goh is his name he's an awesome he's an awesome actor and the parts when he's playing next to Alicia Silverstone it's just like I am watching the worst <laughs> actor and the best actor in this movie simultaneously yep. mm-hmm. just like. Oh, this it feels so weird, and but now you're throwing in this major character who is actually like the most liked in this entire franchise. Now is like, oh, he's on his deathbed. Like, okay, it's like it's a symbolic thing about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we cut to what I actually will now give a actual co- compliment of how close they actually got to the freeze character. And that's when he makes a symbol of his wife and the ice and and the clock. I was just like, and that's part where the camera goes around him when he's like, just looking at him. Just like, wow, that's actually really close to the animated series. (laughs) There's something right there. Yeah. But but then Ivy and Bane help break freeze out, which we then get the reference of how this is all connected, where there's a wardrobe thing of all the uh-huh. villains. There's the Riddler's hat and coat. There's Tommy Lee Jones's toothpaste suit. Although I was kind of curious. I thought I saw like a teddy bear in there, and I was just like, what's that? Well, the Bane know. can probably be symbolized with... Uh, the teddy bear could probably be symbolized with Bane. Well, he wasn't previously in there. Well, no, it might just be, like I said, one of those weird catch-all Easter eggs, like the Uh, Superman dig and all that. might just be like, oh, well, look, this is a little bit of a reference kind of thing. I never, I was thinking the whole time I never quite got their partnership, though, Freeze and Poison Ivy. No, it doesn't make sense. Because, you know, Freeze wants to freeze the world, and she wants to plants to roam the world, and plants can't survive in freezing temperatures. So Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that, but... uh, (laughs) I, yeah. but you can have Alaska. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to throw this out there where he says, a laundry service that delivers. Wow. God damn it. And then, <laughs> then he helps freeze the side and break, breaks out. They fall. Cops are shooting at the water, which that is not going to do anything. And uh, But before we dive into the next part, uh, We're at the hour mark. We are going to take a short break and hear a word from our sponsor and be right back with you. 
again doing those seamless transitions to past life of you know Alfred being there for him and stuff very 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 touching stuff got the feels every time can I say something like sort of off subject but on subject uh, That's kind of confusing but go ahead you know that whole like pajamas that uh, Alfred was wearing that like blue one with red trim. Yes. I literally had a pair of those as a kid. <laughs> nice. Did not know that. Um, Sorry, continue. Get, yeah. No, <laughs> you know, let's, let's explore your nostalgia stuff that we did not know about. Okay. Uh, and then they get the call that Freeze is broken out and they go to freezes hideout again with the cops just plain sight right there again there's no problem working with them uh, uh sam said something uh actually intriguing here uh if commissioner gordon has the bat signal on top of uh gotham's police headquarters then when they put up that bat signal or they call in call and contact batman batman is actually working as an agent of the police which means he needs warrants, he has to do everything that police would normally do, or they would have to throw them out and throw out every case that where Batman has punched some random dude or illegally <laughs> broken Speak. some person's you know, house or anything like that. So. Because he's still a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, just saying. Um, but... I had to kind of rewind and put the subtitles on because there's a part of this conversation that Batman and Robin are having where they're like, yeah, totally done pining over Poison Ivy and stuff. And towards the end, uh, they kind of make the equivalent of saying like, hey, she's got nice legs. Yeah, she's also got great other regions. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like nice, nice buds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> Oh, uh, but it's just, it was so cringy that I'm forgetting, like, the exact words. I think it was, like, vines or stems. I was just like, what? Um, I think it was stems and buds, yeah. Yeah, stems, stems and buds. And buds. <laughs> yeah. And, and he just says it, like, so quick. He's like, yeah, those are nice. <laughs> uh which, of course, also Batman just knew which freezer dinner to pull to find the big button. That <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like, okay, maybe the police had found out which one, but you didn't show. You just, you just show that he knew it. Um, and they 
see that his uh, wife is there and stuff, and they even find that he's found cure for the actual disease in different stages. Uh, McGregor is, I think, that what it was called. Um, oh, yes, Connor McGregor. <laughs> hey, the syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was McGregor or something. McCormick or it was something like that. <laughs> McCormick. McCormick. <laughs> um, but then I- Ivy distracts Robin and Batman with Bane and Freeze. I call this cools the cops. He's like, I hate uninvited guests. And he turns like the three things. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Yeah, and then they survived it. Well, I was just like, wow, that's really quick acting. He's like, my lungs are freezing. Oh, my God. And they survived. Um, and there's also a Disney reference to Beauty and the Beast here. No beauty. Oh! <laughs> Which I was just like, huh. And now Disney owns Marvel. <laughs> Amazing how that works, right? Yeah. And... I'm just going to say this. I think that these are probably some of the worst choreographed uh, Batman and Robin fights, but especially yeah, for Batman yeah. and Robin. They, especially this part, they just look so incompetent. Uh, it's it's very uh, reminiscent of like '60s Batman, you know. It it does, you know? but I think that that actually puts this fight to shame. Well, like I think <laughs> what I mean what I mean by that is like the core the choreography. Yeah, is a little bit in the same kind of style, but that was actually choreographed to be like that. Whereas this was just like... Well, earlier they were doing flips. Oh, yes, just pretend to fight. Um, I feel like Schumacher didn't quite understand his source material. Or he used, like, the Adam (laughs) West source material. Yeah, he was living in the 60s. That, that's what he wanted to basically make well, again. Like I said, they, they wanted to be like kid friendly, and you know, the Adam West was very kid friendly, so it would make sense that he would try to, you know, make something along the lines of that, but kind of like newer age. And because if you look, like, the, there's a lot of technology involved in both the films, like, you know, so it's like he's trying to bring it to the future and make it all this crazy stuff. Well, but, uh, keeping uh, the... again, you can make a Batman kid-friendly thing, but this is, again, like forever tying into a established franchise, and this doesn't fit the tone of this entire oh, yeah. thing. No dark it, tone. Um, but I did, however, like the line from Bruce to Ivy where he was like, why are all the gorgeous ones homicidal maniacs? Is it me? <laughs> That's true. Um, I, I feel like that's also you know, maybe a jab at like, you know, Catwoman and, you know, maybe his other could be. kind um, of love interest. Well, yeah, again, if they want to try to tie in this franchise, um, which then we get to what was alluded to earlier, he's like, where Poison Ivy says, I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's why every Poison Ivy action figure comes complete with him. Oh, God. I was like, oh. Like, they were basically just stating, like, we know we're making this for the toys. Like, this is all Absolutely. we're making this for. Th- this set is already. Right up. Um, but she, I, I also noticed how she says to Batman, try not to make a mess when you die. I'm like, 
Yeah, because everything shoots out when you do. <laughs> it does. Uh, so she literally just tell like being a PG version of like, hey, don't shit your pants, please. Or um, anything else. You do when you die. You lose all control yeah, of you, you, when you, you die. You soil yourself, yeah. Yeah. And Fantastic. We we then get a part <laughs> that I just that I just call Commissioner Gordon watching the worst cops. To, to be fair, Damon, she did say she wanted him anatomically correct, so you're going to get an anatomically correct death. Yep. Nice. Uh, but we're, uh, yeah, Freeze, like, knocks down, like, you know, just dominoes down the stairs, and I just like the face on Commissioner Gordon's like, why did I bring these men? Why did I hire these men? Uh, <laughs> And then Ivy uses, you know, her convincing ways to have Robin think he doesn't need Batman, uh, which then has them kind of, I think, semi-fight, and then he gets dunked into what I think was green ice cream. Yeah, I thought it was mint chocolate ice cream. Uh, um, Or it could have been an off, you know, an off-brand of, uh, you know, the... The slime from Nickelodeon. Or it could have been slime or slime. Yeah. Maybe they could afford that much actual ice cream. It was definitely some sort of mesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was it maybe it was green goo. Like, <laughs> or green or or green mud. I'm getting the Hulk vibes oh. from this. <laughs> Did you see Bay's yeah, hands? Cool. They were green yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His whole body was kind of green. Uh, I think it was trying to illustrate the venom running through his body, but he looked like he just, you know, didn't wash properly, and he just, now he's just... Yeah, he acted more like a magical zombie than he did actual Bane. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, I know what he was going for. He was going for a cross of Luchador and Hulk vibe cosplay. <laughs> Lucha Hulk? I think that's a thing, Lucha Hulk. If it's not... We need to make it. Boys, we're millionaires. Continue. <laughs> Luchador. Uh, <laughs> Luchador Bruce. <laughs> um, and then Ivy turns off Mrs. Freeze power yeah. to let her die. Uh, for, and then, she, then it cuts back to her hideout lair where, wow, Freeze really made himself at home real quick. <laughs> I mean, her reaction was kind of probably like everybody's reaction when they saw that. Huh. Make yourself right at home. Yeah, it's like you move into a person's, like, house and then, like, you're just like, oh, by the way, I'm breaking my 47 cats. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, again, this was alluded to a little bit earlier, but then they go into their world domination plan. Freeze and have plants somehow survive. Yeah, I just want that explained to me because that made no sense. Yeah, that's the thing. All plants are her babies. She wouldn't kill off her plants to make new plants. Yeah. Yep. Just like she wouldn't normally partner up with a standard human. Nope. Like Mr. Freeze. I, uh... 
I just have this weird feeling of maybe her entire plan was to get him to that part where he was going to freeze and then try to lip lock him and kill him. But maybe awesome. I'm trying to be too, too smart. Keep in, also Just, keep in mind that uh, I think in the, the new uh, cartoon series, what is it? Um, um, the one with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think she actually has a, 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 a tag team partnership uh, with Two-Face. Where she's like bouncing things with uh, like using Two-Face's resources to manipulate things in like the legal system and shit. Or something like that. I haven't really watched but yeah, okay. I think that's like one. She doesn't work with that many, you know, people. She's mainly a solo act, except for she quite frequently teams up with Harley Quinn, which she Harley Quinn is the only person she actually physically touches. Yeah, because even her like bare skin touch on another human can kill them. So why is this uh, poison ivy literally covered head to toe? In, like, a gardening outfit. <laughs> the, the world may never know. Well, there was no third movie. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I like the title that uh, Mr. Freeze gave it when they're talking about this. Like, he's like, Adam and Evo. That, that oh, gosh. So cringe. <laughs> but it was a good uh, <laughs> And just the change of awesome tone that flows, we then get a doctor saying that uh, Alfred is really, really sick and he's about to probably die. As you know, if it hasn't been stated before. Yeah. A couple times. We we needed a doctor to say this. Yeah, there's nothing we could do. He's dead, Jim. Signing out. And during this part, uh, Alfred is talking with Barbara, and he asks her to find his brother using this disc <laughs> that only family is in tr- can be trusted with the secret. So, like, oh, yeah. Oh, the, Mac, the Mac computer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Bruce goes to the telescope opening, uh, where Ivy then shows up to seduce and steals the keys to the bat signal from Commissioner Gordon. She is the weakest poison uh, ivy, I think, in any sort of anything. She just throws around pink dust, like some sort of... Yep. Pheromone dust can do anything, evidently. I think the actor that played Jim Gordon was just, though, happy to be there when he was on set, because he was no like... No probably. Even though it was for short times. Um... Then Freeze uh, t- and Bane that <laughs> it's time for revenge and Bane <laughs> yeah. go- goes with Ivy to lift the bat signal which probably in any other context would probably look like a badass comic scene. <laughs> uh, Br- Bruce and Alfred I guess have a very touching and love moment <laughs> of you know the can't beat death and stuff like this. So I'm just like, I feel like Clooney was only given a certain range to try to be emotional because I've seen him actually be pretty good at emoting, like, heartbreak. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So, so 
I don't know if they used like the first take or something or, but it just didn't come off as much as I thought it should have. Uh, and then we get that epic moment of Barbara discovers the secret. Oh yeah. It definitely did not come off looking like she just won like a video game. <laughs> like, Peg, I got it. I know everything now. And like the beginning credit sequence of the Batman and Robin locos happened on their screen. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> um, and we get Freeze and Bane pulling up to the building for the telescope. And Freeze says to Bane. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember this. No, ma- no matter what they say, it is the size of your gun. <laughs> Doesn't he say, gun? <laughs> oh, gun. <laughs> the, again, the horn ton writing. Oh, yeah, uh, the best one. <laughs> uh, which then all of a sudden it cuts to Bruce asking Dick for trust now. He's going to go off to Poison Ivy and stuff. Can I? Uh, yeah? Is it me, or do I get the vibe that every time that Clooney says Dick, he, he's literally emphasizing it specifically like Dick, like asshole? Well, no, yeah, absolutely. Probably. A lot of people don't know that his name is Dick Grayson, so he's like Dick, yeah. you know. Yeah, Master Dick. Sure, he wasn't Red Hood because he's giving me Red Hood vibes. Yeah, I, I you know what? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, his suit is even more as the red marking, right? now. Well, for like the very first scenes that it's like in, and then all the other scenes, it's chrome. Yeah. Why is it chrome? Well, that, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, the question of why, but uh, I have something about that a little bit later. Uh, but then after that, it immediately cuts to. You know, Bane and uh, Mr. Freeze taking over the place. <laughs> and Bane is just walking around saying, Bomb! Bomb! <laughs> Bane is just something else in this, I'm telling you. I'm just like, yep. Smart guy he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be very intelligent. And there he is going around saying, Bomb! Just bomb. with the nice little bombs that look like stalactites and stalagmites. <laughs> mm-hmm. That uh, like turn on and off. <laughs> oh, no, I just had some irony happen. Uh, I'm literally playing. I'm just playing a side game, which, and, and I literally just unlocked a technique called ice stalactite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, what timing! That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. and, it, and and then Freeze starts uh, freezing the telescope to get it ready <laughs> to freeze the city. I don't know how many times I just said freeze there, but <laughs> well, we're not going to hold it against you. It might be a little cold of us. Oh, oh man, I'm going to hell. Is that a is, is that a regular burn or a freezer burn? I don't know. 
And then, of course, showing the great security of the Batcave from the from the last one. Robert just walking around. Uh, then it goes intruder alert! Intruder alert! Yeah. And of course, Alfred, it it's me. That, oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, already, I already made you a bat suit too. <laughs> oh God, that suit! <laughs> the only one that should. But doesn't have nipples. The breasticles. No, no. There, there's some. There's some kind of weird things about this. Is yes, he knows her size, right? Mm-hmm. He says that mm-hmm. a lot. What about her bust? He like, says he knows her exact that, size, right? Here's the okay. That that's, that's that makes some sense. She she's <laughs> supposed to be living in England. He probably is sending her, you know, like things from stores for like Christmas and birthdays and that kind of stuff. Yeah. What is weird is that her suit. Is basically a BDSM suit. That's fair. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the weird part. Maybe she let a lot of stuff out about herself in a letter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uncle Alfred, I have the greatest of news. I picked up a side job. <laughs> or, or this is just what I'm really into. Why would she no. tell her like great uncle this like? Because he's the only family she has. He's holding the whip. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Alfred's secret life has a daddy necklace, you know. Yep. Oh my oh, god! Perfect. Jeez. <laughs> well, before we go off on that this turn road, quickly, <laughs> uh, Robin then goes to meet up with Ivy, tricks her into spilling all the information. <laughs> Did, did he, or is she just that stupid? Well, you want me to answer that, or <laughs> go ahead, Damon? Yeah, no, no, that she's just that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then we get Batman coming in there, going, "You're not the only one that can set a trap, Venus." Did she not know uh, rubber lips, though? Uh, we're asking if she knew something. Oh, here's uh, a, here's a here's the thing. Why has her accent changed three times in the movie? Oh yeah, it does. It's like by the like through the, the last third of the movie, she's she's full Southern Belle for some reason. Yeah, maybe <laughs> because they thought that that's what sounded sexier. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but then we get the introduction of Batgirl. To fight, to fight off poison ivy. Woo! You're about to be compost. Mm, she's like you that make, Isn't it that it's chicks like you that make women look bad, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, give give women a bad yeah, name. Yeah, that's right. It's like really, you're going to be the mouthpiece of this. <laughs> um, but and, oh, and oh, then they oh, do. They're, they're, during that time, you literally have Robin randomly come up for a breath of air and then start struggling against the vines again for no oh, reason. And as they, they 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 put that clip over too because they basically just reversed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, Batman is then going to have to cut off the vines that the have him. Song? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it, it's not the strangest. That is not the strangest thing he's ever swung at Poison Ivy, though. One of the best things he's ever swung at Poison Ivy was literally a bat car that had like 
mulch your wheels and like saw blade fronts just going through a building. And I think it's like just <laughs> like, or something. Just it was the new wow. Justice League thing. Sick. Uh, yeah, it, was, huh. it looked really, really freaking cool. It was um I want to see a mulcher Batmobile. Right? <laughs> That's badass. Yeah, he just like uh it it was the normal Batmobile and then it was reality changed uh into the the, the bladed Batmobile. Why not? Oh no, no. Um it, it's the um It's the reality uh, changer guy that's on fire. The guy that's fused with the professor. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, Firestorm. Yeah, it was Firestorm. Firestorm changed Sweet. the Batmobile to that. And he's because uh, I remember Firestorm saying, uh, I- "I'm sorry about your Batmobile. I can change it back." Batman's just like, "No, I'm keeping this." <laughs> well, but of course, in the not non typically defeat of a villain right before she's then kind of I don't know confined or squashed she goes curses like because that that's what a lot is left she has full plant control that's a uh-huh. plant that's not a chair yep yeah I was gonna say what why is she defeated by her own plant when she controls plants was it a Venus flytrap no it was just a giant petal it had no yeah yeah, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she was giving up. I mean, and half her body felt like she needed to take herself out of the movie because she ran out of money to be paid to be in the movie. There you go. Yeah, and it only went waist high because you clearly see her legs flailing around and everything. Yeah, <laughs> anybody can be flailing their legs. <laughs> you push, you push too hard. <laughs> uh, and then after they beat her, uh. They then all of a sudden have time to go change to the chrome costumes. Yep. Which was brought up. Uh, Sorry. I'm all over the place. They, they, they get to the telescope and they start this very elaborate and just really confusing plan to warm up the city after it's been frozen. Uh, using the satellites and using the sun because it's morning in the condo and stuff. It's it's just all said so quickly, and you're just like, what, what, what? <laughs> uh, but I liked how Freeze put his face up to the night forecast. A freeze coming, <laughs> and again showing how not great of a Batman fighter this is. He just picks up Batman, throws him over the side of the telescope. <laughs> Uh, Wasn't it more than one? Yeah, I think he's... And I feel like he got knocked off the same way, too. If you look at him, he gets knocked off the same way every time. Uh, Uh, Have you ever noticed that uh, the Mr. Free suit sort of looks like a a discount sort of, like, RoboCop outfit? Yeah. (laughs) Or they just... They were just like, we we want the suit that's RoboCop. You can't have everything look the same. So, like, okay, we'll take off this part, take off this part. They budget cuts, baby. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Robin and Batgirl are falling, but Batgirl saves them where the, they have Rugo. No, I got you. Oh, that was so sweet. I got you. Kiss. No, I got you. 
Well, they, as far as we know, they did not kiss, but that was not shown. Uh, that was they, supposed to be saved for the third movie. Huh, yeah. And keep in mind, during this entire time, Gotham has been frozen. And you have 11 minutes to call the city, so they keep cutting back to the clock that's ticking. And it's always at 11 and minutes. It's, one, it's always the slowest clock to a minute has passed. Uh, I'm pretty sure more than 11 then, minutes pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Way more. Um, and Bane and Fight doesn't really fight Batgirl and Robin. He just chokes them for a little while. Yeah, he puts them in like a chokehold for like three, four minutes straight, which <laughs> would choke them out both. Yeah. And all that they then have to do is just hit the tube where it has the venom going into them, and he just sucks back down to the normal size person he was, where I was just like, okay, well, that was epic. Uh, Batman then is fighting Mr. Freeze on a telescope, and at one point, he puts a heating on him, and he goes, hey, Freeze, the heat is on. (laughs) Yeah, which would have killed him, because he doesn't have that full isolated suit. Correct. Yeah, and then meanwhile, we, uh, those two scientists are sitting there holding on for more than eleven minutes. It seemed like. Oh yeah, but they, yeah. they weren't frozen, but no. the telescope yeah. was frozen, which means what did they have just slipped off? Probably, yeah. yeah. I didn't get that. I, I, I do feel like that those two were like there to like kind of point out like stuff about like that, like before that, they're on the telescope not... before they get on the telescope. The guy's like, it's just one of those days. <laughs> It's not like they were, like, physically all that fit or in, like, good health or anything, either. They were, like, they wouldn't Average have been able to hold on for That's as what long I'm as saying. they did. I kept saying there's no way they could hold on for that long. No. And they were hanging. Well, well, but also right before Batman starts to try to use it to warm up the city, he's like, how are you guys doing? And they're like, we're fine. And he's like. <laughs> Well, just, well, just hold on a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a, a bit, bit longer. longer. Like, great, great show of you want to protect people. Unless they had, um, like, the, the greatest hand strength and arm strength ever. <laughs> they, they must have. Then my guys work out. Uh, <laughs> and, and in the middle of this, uh, Freeze then explodes the bombs that Bane had him wrapped around where the telescope then is falling. Batman and the scientists are falling with them past Bat, uh, Batgirl and Robin. And what does Robin say? Let's pray. <laughs> like, okay, so do you not have any more gadgets? I guess not. Uh, Let's pray. Uh, Let's pray. He ha- he's not the man wearing the utility belt. Yeah. Uh... But then, of course, Batman helps save himself and the two scientists, which I think he kind of he left did. them on he the edge of the cliff. He left them on a frozen iceberg. <laughs> yep. So when he heats up the city, they just fall off into the ocean. <laughs> why, why, why not? <laughs> so, so again, for a PG movie, this has one hell of a body count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keeps it interesting. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then they figure out that without the telescope, they can just use the satellites to warm up the city. But before they do that, they I had to pause at this moment. When it shows them enter the facility again, 
the CGI is really, really bad. <laughs> like, it is atrocious. Like, this is where we lost the money. Uh, <laughs> this is a good budget cutoff this, right there. This is where we lost our money. <laughs> uh, but also, there's a part where they are warming up the city and stuff, you know, is like melting off. And there's a, I think it was a cop car where the, door opens and you can plainly see like the icicles on it just moving around like rubber. Yeah. Keep in mind that police yeah, car like... went through a store and was supposed to be inside a store, not on the street. <laughs> so terminal location is well, in there. Or like logic and physics out of the air. Uh, and then Batman has a talk with a w- really weakened Freeze, tells him his wife is still alive. Should have been dead. Yeah, like, even, and, like, if he was without his, uh, like, thermal protection, like, in the prison, he would have, he basically started immediately dying within, like, ten seconds. Yeah. His, his yeah. face was literally exposed to that sunlight. He would have been dead. Yeah. Um... Ask him to help Alfred, who has a lesser stage of the same disease. Stage one was stage four, I believe. Uh, and he even says, and he even says to Freeze, like, you know, your wife will be moved to Arkham in the laboratory where you can still do experiments to find a cure and stuff. And I'm like, did he not just try to kill so many people? And thought, he's not given the consequences, really. I thought the uh, nice white contacts Arnold had on were a nice touch. They don't like it horrible, but at least, you know, they're trying to be a little fitting, I guess. I, I don't guess know. they were trying to make him look like he was dying with white contacts. <laughs> yeah, the white contacts <laughs> were killing him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want to get out of this scene. <laughs> Uh, but he has the line of take two of these and call me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which before this, he's also shown video of Ivy saying that she's done all this. Uh, they then give Alfred the cure that he had that Freeze gave to them. The light which okay, with I, the like neon glow stick chemical order, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, of, because, of course, it has to be neon. The classic, you know. If there wasn't enough neon uh, in the film. And the, and the tube naturally fit into that, by the way. Yeah. But, again, this brought to another part where I was just like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Clearly, they filmed this scene before they had the new costumes ready because Robin is then back in his red Robin suit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh damn! I didn't notice that. They were just in the chrome suits, and now all of a sudden his is red. Yeah, makes sense. You question that? That's the issue. <laughs> I, I must question. Blindly follow it and drink alcohol. It'll make everything smooth <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll notice less of the bull crap, you know. Well, not the point of this. <laughs> oh, then I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. My bad. If you, hey, if you want to have fun and be entertaining, go ahead. But when I'm sitting there watching it, I'm not doing anything <laughs> except watching it. I'm definitely not having fun. <laughs> uh, 
Freeze then meets back up with Ivy in Arkham, which this is probably like the last bit of Uma Thurman expenses they had. Keep in mind, she's pulling petals off of a flower, which wouldn't be what Poison Ivy does. And he was yeah. real quiet getting in there, by the way. Yeah. In the shadows? <laughs> he just starts talking, it's pitch dark, and he just turns <laughs> the suit on. I'm like, what the fuck? Which again, they just let a supervillain have his suit. Yeah, that's a good point. In Arkham, why not? Yep. Uh, it's just let everybody out. You know why we're at it too. They're, they're, they're like, he's trying to cure his wife. He can keep the suit on. We're like, <laughs> you do realize that makes him super strong. The only thing that I can think of is them trying to like, you know, maybe he's not in a room that's like frozen, but it's like freeze the room. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, and then Alfred appears and he seems to be better. Barbara becomes an official member of the Bat family. Which Alfred ends the whole movie with we're going to need a bigger cave. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, yes, we've, se- <laughs> we've seen Jaws. Go watch Jaws instead. <laughs> <laughs> and what, uh, another thing interesting is like, you know, he doesn't really get like Chris O'Donnell doesn't give off a very good, uh, you know, Robin vibes. He, no, like that's, that's, that's a big thing, time. but he doesn't give off the Robin that he's trying to be vibes is a big issue I have. Like mm-hmm. he, he seems like he looks more like a Tim Drake Robin. He's definitely not Dick Grayson. Uh, but then we cut to now the Joel Schumacher epic them running towards yeah. the camera in silhouette like they're off to go do another good deed uh, well, they were off to make a third movie and that they, must, they must have tripped on the way or something <laughs> yeah. well, somebody got hurt casualty so Batgirl's cape when they show it in the cut uh, cut scene when she's suiting up that's a leather cape right when yeah. they're, running, oh, when they're running around and doing all their scenes and stuff like, even in the silhouettes, their capes are flapping in the wind. Leather yeah. doesn't flap like that. No. Yeah, because it's heavy. Yeah. So. Well, Inconsistencies. And that was Batman and Robin. Was it? Uh, guys, how is your experience now with it, and how do you feel about it? Uh, let's start with I'm going to assume the most positive response out of this, Damon. <laughs> uh oh. Well, re rewatching it, the flaws are a lot more apparent than, you know, the last time I seen it. And I, again, I'm, I'm going to try to go off of Joel Schumacher's and assume it's for children, but the movie's bad. It's really bad. Hello, then. And. I just, I don't know. I, I I wish they would have done more with it, but you know. I think I, they did too much. Well, no, I like more as in really tried to touch it up, but like you know, it was a cash grab. Like this is a film; it's a cash grab. Like you know, at least forever, I feel like they tried to do something, but this one, they really just took the money and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna make a ton of money off this. It's fine." So it's it's bad. It's really bad. The only thing I, I get a little tiny bit 
of like you know reminiscence of my childhood from it and so that, that that's the only little square that i'll give it that i can actually enjoy it on is that part right there is the fact that i can sit and watch it and say you know what it i i like it from my childhood like it was it was kind of silly and goofy and there is parts in it that i do enjoy like i i like the arnold puns okay they're bad but like they're like dad jokes. They're just really bad, but really just kind of like, ah, you know what? I can laugh at this. It's stupid. But other than that, no. Okay. Uh, de- definitely not going to be a high criticism. George, what is your feelings on it now? Ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I quite liked Arnold in it. The, the, the reason why I find the movie tolerable is 100% because Arnold's heavy lifting on this. Uh, it's like, I don't know how many times he waved and exited the scene, but I'm pretty sure every time he left the scene, he was waving. Uh, I don't know. I'm not even angry about any of that. Like, Arnold was like literally the shining star for the whole movie. Like, it was beautiful. It's like, I feel like half the characters that were in this were just trying to be full ham because they kind of saw where this movie was going. But, uh... Yeah, right in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Nick. Yeah, well, the movie is absolutely shitty, but... And as bad as I remember. But the positives I can come out of it... Basically, like you guys said, uh, Arnold is the thing that I always remember from this movie, no matter how many times I haven't watched it, how many times I have watched it. But, and I also, I love the guy that plays Alfred. I think he was a, definitely a positive as well. But this movie killed Batman for a while until Christopher Nolan brought it back. So that's all I got to say. Um,. I, I will say one thing that I uh, will give every, all, all the movie like it, it's to me it's a movie that's worth owning, but owning it for just you know kind of purposes of like having it, <laughs> you know like not so much purposes of uh, saying okay well this is like a fantastic film because it's it's you know I would just def- add it from my Arnold collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel a lot on those same things, too. Uh, I do, however, feel like Freeze is both the worst and best thing. Uh, And it's just so entertaining. His puns are off and on, but it is really strong at keeping me focused. And you know, like you know, like I agree. I think that when you think about Batman and Robin, I think Mr. Freeze is what you remember. And just to kind of also put another thing out there, uh, I watched a interview with Clooney where he talks about and apologizing for Batman and stuff. And if you can hear, hopefully this is my recording that I took of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. A suit that was 60 pounds on you. It's going to be hard to act with that. Oh, yeah. No, uh, like, that, that. that is a hard, you know... Imagine just carrying around 60 extra pounds just, like, on your body. Like, that's going to be sucky for anybody. It's going to just make you not want to do much. Well, unless if you're Arnold. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, I mean. And he also stated, like, how the directing was from Joel that he wasn't used to. Like, him talking to, like, a speaker, like, Okay, your your parents are dead. <laughs> And you have nothing to live for. And action. <laughs> he, he, he was just like, I'm Batman. And he's like, print, cut. Hmm. This kind of sounds uh, like a movie that I would be in. Jeez. What? The dead yeah. parents? More than nothing to live for. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... And I do agree with the whole this killed Batman for like the longest time before Christopher Nolan oh, came that, in. That, that's not even opinion-based. It did. <laughs> like, uh, and, but here's the thing. As bad as, as, as I do think this quality-wise is worse than Forever, I actually could watch Batman and Robin more times than Forever. I because agree I think because I think forever is slower paced. Yeah, and there's at least a pace something. Thing. There's Arnold. There's yeah. something to make me laugh. There's something. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. just tossing the cops around, a cringy moment that Ivy says. But whenever it's Batman and Robin, it's just like. These guys are just complaining all the time. Yep, whining. And Clooney is just having no difference of how he is as Bruce is exactly how he is as Batman. There's no tone shift. There's no nothing to separate the two. And he uh, self-admitted he ate playing as Batman. Yeah, and he actually had also... Reimbursed a lot of people that paid for tickets when they initially saw it. <laughs> really, <laughs> and he refuses so, actually to talk to people till today. How awful he felt playing Batman. Well, in that interview, he's it, it was kind of recent of his actual first marriage. He actually had to go to Comic Con on his honeymoon, <laughs> and he had to explain to his wife why they had to go. Oh no. To <laughs> Which, at first, as you would picture, probably was not a great start. Oh, man. Honey, but, when, we get, when we're done with this, we're getting the divorce papers. <laughs> but surprisingly, he said that nobody was really mean to him. And he just is always fully accepting of, yeah, this was not good. I understand if you didn't enjoy this. And I don't feel like this helped my career that much. But in the long time... It's just there. People well, move on. Hey, everybody has films, you know. Uh, everybody has films that they are, you know, not fans of. I mean, that's just part of it. Except Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis. Well, yeah. Never. Not everybody's but... perfect, okay? <laughs> well, 
And now, being as it may, I don't see myself owning this on Blu-ray or 4K. But if I'm given the option, like, hey, you have to watch Batman Forever or Batman and Robin again in the sitting, which are you going to pick? I'm going to go, I'm going to go Batman and Robin. Which is Did you crazy. really just assume that it would get a 4K? <laughs> <laughs> it mean, will. It was. It, it does. It, it's. What? What? <laughs> it does. It's on 4K. Nice. How? Is it even grainier and more pixelated? Is it even uh, worse resolution size? N- hey, Nick, you're the one with the 4K stuff. Let's go find out. <laughs> yeah, we need to watch it in 4K. I'm down. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet that is just I'm next down, level. <laughs> well, to now sum up and finally close this out, uh, I think we all still had somewhat of an enjoyment level revisiting this, whether it be positive or negative. Mostly negative, of course. Uh, but we have finally now done it, and we've talked about Batman and Robin, so we can mark this off of our bucket list. Uh, and normally this is always where I say to plug stuff, but I know two of you are not going to plug anything, so Damon, <laughs> go ahead and not plug something, but give your last word. I, I'll say, if you if you want to if you're a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay, and mm-hmm. you really want to just have a good laugh of how ridiculous he is in that, watch it because everyone should, you know, watch it because it's it's a it's a goofy, fun movie time. But you're gonna leave it like don't expect going in thinking it's the next Titanic. Don't by any means. But like, if you want to <laughs> laugh, or if you're getting really drunk and just you're just like wanting something to just like. Bust out dying on right there. There you go. Got yourself a film. Okay. Someone else who's not going to plug anything for them, but give us your last words, Mr. George. Well, building off of what Damon just said, I can't help but feel like uh, Arnold in this was the same Arnold from Jingle All the Way, really. (laughs) (laughs) And funny enough, they're made around the same time. Yeah. So. That's great, Mr. Nick. Gonna plug anything? Well, first off, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I can't believe I'm saying this. I I would actually rather watch Batman and Robin again, just for for the Arnold factor. And believe me when I tell you, I never thought I'd say that. Um, and I have to commend George on his uh, anchor name, uh, <laughs> Freeze Bird, Freeze Bird Boy. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my second one. Well, it, it was it was entertaining, but uh, yeah, uh, I'd say own the movie. I actually, yeah, I would I would own it just based on you know because I, I do have a lot of Arnold movies, so I would definitely add it for that reason. And I got to get it in 4K now, <laughs> <laughs> just because. And I'll, I guess I'll just you know, plug Facebook, Nick Wood. Okay. Uh, you want to find me on Facebook? It's Ian Novak. Twitter at Gaio Loco. Uh, once again, thank you all for continuing to listen and please spread this channel as much as you can. I really appreciate it. Uh, over 300 listens. I did not think that people would find this stuff that interesting, but we're having fun doing this. So, with a little bit of success, that oh, yeah. is always appreciated. And we appreciate all of you. Uh, Especially ones like this. It was a freaking blast, man. 
Yeah. Who knows what's next? Uh, mostly because some of us have some stuff coming up, but maybe there'll be something up soon. Maybe there won't, but we have things in the pipeline. It's just a matter of actually getting them done. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you once again, George, for joining. No problem. I'm around. I do stuff. Some days. Uh, thank you, Mr. Gobbler Damon. Always. And as always, thanks, Nick, for continuing and joining. I like being here. This is a safe place. <laughs> and until next time, guys, have fun, be safe, and maybe we'll be back in the theaters. One of these days. God, I hope so. Till then. Condemned. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what we need in this year now. Condemned theaters. Uh, till then, see you guys next time. Yeah. See ya. Bye. destroyed the franchise until they brought it back you know they, somebody else brought it back years later and changed it but you know i thought at the time this was going to be a very good career move um it wasn't <laughs> but you, you talk about how the suit was the enemy well the suit's brutal you know at the time particularly it weighed like i don't know 60 pounds and it takes you know you, you have to uh, there was a director joel schumacher who's very funny man very tall very sort of eccentric and he would direct with a speaker and a with a microphone and a speaker, usually directors will come up and say, "Hey, he'd be like, okay," and you'd hear this, you know, <laughs> giant booming voice. And I bolted into this suit. I can't move. And he would literally go, and he would direct you like as if you would have some emotional scene. He would go, "Okay, people, all right, uh, uh, George, you know, your parents are dead. You have nothing to live for." <laughs> 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 <laughs>